Live life the Edgecorp way. Punch the clock. Keep your head down. Collect your pay. This is the day-to-day -day reality of working stiffs in a rough galaxy. But when the crew of the cargo freighter Calamity fails to catch break after break, their lives are turned upside down. Bad cargo, spiraling debt, and a woman's life on the line. All with the Golden League crime syndicate breathing down their necks. It's no surprise that these blue-collar folks get desperate enough to take any job. Can't let danger or moral compromises get in the way of their bonus checks. So goes life, far beyond the stars. Excited that we've finally gotten to this point in our little adventure. We are getting pretty close to our season finale for season one, and uh, things are beginning to heat up a little bit around here. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna bypass intro stuff today, and we're just gonna get right into it. There is a lot to cover this episode. I'm ready to be okay. Miss Fanny in body. I might embody the Fanny. Be the fanny, be one the with the fanny. fanny. <laughs> be the fanny. Uh, Friday is ready to kick ass and take names. Hell yeah. How's Ballad doing? On edge. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's never fun to find out you might explode at any moment, huh? Yeah, that puts a dampener on pretty much everything. Not for Saren. Saren's ready to nerd out just about as much as the, on this ruin as anyone could. <laughs> I do love the friendship that Saren has formed with Dr. Sib. They are just two peas, and I find that extremely charming. Not no offense to anyone else, but no one else is as smart as Saren on board ship. <laughs> <laughs> offense taken. With Just Friday's kidding. 10 intelligence, uh, I was actually looking at my ability scores and it's oh, yeah. my, my ability modifier is plus zero, plus one, plus one, plus zero, plus zero, plus four. <laughs> <laughs> we know uh, where you put all your points. Charisma yeah. boy. Yes. <laughs> Well-balanced character here. <laughs> to take this, uh, time to take this negative one con out for a test drive in a dungeon. See how that goes. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be great. I'm sure it will all work out <laughs> as it's supposed to. So quick recap on how we got here. You landed in the settlement of New Praxis on the planet Voxa, where you first met with the representatives of the mining guild on site, got their side of the story, and discovered that after an escalating series of tensions with some hobgoblin archaeologists and their security detail that resulted in the hobgoblins destroying their communications array to be able to speak to anyone off planet one member of the miners guild decided that his only recourse was to sneak into the hobgoblin ruins and plant a bomb that would hopefully destroy the site to the point where the hobgoblins would just leave not the best plan not a good plan not a smart plan but the plan of a very 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 frustrated and angry individual. A very desperate plan. Uh, then you proceeded into the Hobgoblin Ruins, where you encountered the Hobgoblin archaeological team, including one Dr. Sib, who seems to be a somewhat aloof 
but very interesting individual has a lot of big ideas about what these ruins could mean about ancient hobgoblin civilization and sort of gave you their side of the story that they feel very entitled to be in these ruins. The miners were continuing to get closer and closer to the ruins. There was there was seismic activity that was actively destroying some of the sites that they were attempting to excavate. And thus, uh, tensions escalated, as they do tend to do. You have not actually checked in and brought the guns that you were sent to bring to the Hobgoblin group. But you wanted to get the idea of what was going on on the ground. So at this point, you have entered the sort of ziggurat in the central Hobgoblin archaeological dig site with Sib and Vogue who is the leader of the miners, and you are currently exploring the first room. Now, my dearies, I I think I heard a telepathic message. I, It was very faint. Somebody, well, I think we know who it is, <laughs> is calling for help. Uh, Sib, uh, how do we get around these uh, robot guards that are, like, out on the ground? I don't want to accidentally activate any of them. She looks over at you and she kicks one. I've seen them before. They're fine. They seem to be deactivated. Beyond that, I really couldn't tell you outside of. Walk softly. It looks like there might be doors to the left and the right. Am I looking at that correctly? Yeah, yeah. Um, so off of this central main room, you can see that there are there's a door off to your left. There's a door off to your right. And there is a collapsed hallway uh, directly in front of you that does not seem passable. Vogue walks up to Fanny. Can you get any direction? Do you know where he might be? Uh, uh, let me try. And with that, um, behind her, you know, nice silvery gray locks, kind of two antenna pop up out of her, out of uh, the top of her head, and she attempts to kinda orient. Uh, herself and send out um, a telepathic message. Crisk, uh, no Crisk. Hello, hello, Crisk. Nothing. Would I get an indication, even if it's just like a gut, you know, right or left, down, kind of to help make an educated guess? I guess is the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Well, considering that the contents of the message was Crisk essentially telling you that he was stuck. There is a collapsed passageway right here. You can surmise that sort of beyond that section may have been uh, may have been recently collapsed and they may be trapped farther into the complex, but there's really nothing to tell you either way which way you should go. That's the thing about telepathy. It's just in your mind. <laughs> it's not like you mm-hmm. could hone your ear to it. That's kind of the, the con side of it. Uh, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's flip a coin. Don't suppose we have any drilling equipment. It, it could be that they're behind the, or quite a bit mm. behind the collapsed tunnel. But if that's not viable, then I suppose uh, flip of the coins is as good as option as any. <laughs> uh, the ballad, you want to check out that right door? I'm gonna head over to the right door. Oh, it's a hallway. Oh, yeah. You walk up to the sort of entrance way towards the top of towards the northern end of the room and as you peer down you're able to see that it is a long hallway there does appear to be a door 
going off of it, and it continues down for a few feet and then makes a sharp left. Now, if telling where it goes looks like it veers off, it's just a hallway down here, Captain. I suppose it would make sense for me to be up front uh, as both a light source and <laughs> and with a relatively decent perception. Uh, so Possibly. Keep- Perhaps you, you reluctantly break off your conversation with Sib to follow Ballad down the hallway. Hey, Sib, I'm imagining that this, these places probably loaded with traps, right? Oh, undoubtedly. The other okay. places that I've excavated have had a significant number of booby traps, although it does appear that your friend has competently... She gestures to the destroyed remains of the droids on the floor dealt with some of them already, so I'm curious to see what we find as we venture further in. Uh, uh, mm. You got any ways that can uh, can help uh, Ballad up here as she's moving forward so she doesn't accidentally trip, trip over any of them? I'm afraid not. Most of the traps in these places tend to be of the variety that we discovered on the door as we came in. They're glyphs that you have to uh, perceive either mystically or with the naked eye that tend to affect one's physiology and not necessarily something you could, oh, I don't know, roll a rock into to see if it springs a trap. Ah, well, that's, those are the fun ones, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Ancient hobgoblins were quite ingenious, and she seems like she's about to begin some sort of dissertation on the ingenious trap laying. Ballad just cuts her out. Eh, you know, if I get hit, if I get hit. <laughs> and she just opens the door. <laughs> And also, I'm just going to keep detect magic going at will because it's a cantrip for me. So same, great pops up. So you're going to open that door, ballad. You're not going to like check it out or anything. No. <laughs> nice. I got a five. I'm just going to open it. <laughs> oh, that door looks fine. Then go ahead and go in. You enter the room. Seems fine. Nothing immediately leaps out at you. And what you see is a bunch of chairs and tables that have been overturned in a fairly violent way. There's shards from plates and cups strewn around in disarray. Cutlery has been hurled at the walls and ceiling, uh, sticking out at odd angles. There's also a bunch of posters in this room depicting humanoids in uniform hanging on the walls, though most of the posters have cutlery sticking out of them as well, as if someone was using them for target practice. And on the wall in the middle of the hall hangs a large portrait painting of a hobgoblin in metal armor with a crown on their head. And this portrait is just crusted with old food stains. And two doors, both in the west wall, exit the chamber. One of them is the one you just came through. How how old did you say this facility was, Sib? Oh, this facility, I think it's going on about a thousand years since the last time there was any substantial hobgoblin presence here. Those are some well-built posters. Indeed. Hobgoblin art is quite sturdy. Uh, Apparently. (laughs) This must be a mess hall of some sort. Uh, Very interesting. It sure is a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Bog wanders into the room after you and he's examining one of the posters. He reaches out one hand and before Sib can stop him, because she's literally gone (gasps) as he reaches out his hand to touch one of the posters and he kind of scrapes some of the food off and rubs it between his fingers and does like, well, I'll tell you what isn't a thousand years old. Some of these stains. Mm. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. Sib kind of narrows her eyes and leans forward and goes like, 
Well, that actually is a fair point. It should have all disintegrated into, well, dust. Pretty weird that someone would come in here and throw food around. All right, well, let's let's keep moving. If we don't see anything picking up, pinging off my radar, let's keep moving, Ballad. Would Miss Fanny be able to determine the type of food, um, maybe species normally associated with them, kind of their fare? I mean, just... Custom yeah. cantrip, detect food. Detect food. <laughs> oh, I totally need to work on that one. You find food. <laughs> I mean, I do have profession cook, you know, four, four right. whole uh, plus four. Yeah, uh, you can make me. You can make me a cook check. You can make me a quartermaster check. Oh, I'll do the quartermaster check. Uh, Twenty-one total. Twenty-one. You've been a quartermaster in military zones often enough, and for long enough that you've kind of seen rations done as many ways as you can do them. There's really only so many ways you can do shelf-stable, prepackaged like nutrition bars so you would recognize that this is some of some of that substance you can also recognize like there's a some dried noodle sticking on the main poster that has the largest number of food stains on it there's some dried noodle from maybe like a dehydrated pack that you would just like add water to if i had to put a number to it what i say this is if, as approximate as it can get a day three days a week the noodle seems to be about a week old. She'll pick it up, same thing in a you know between her fingers, give it a smell, and put a little a little <laughs> dab on the tongue. Ew, well, Miss Fanny, don't do that. Well, that could uh, completely eat it. Just getting the taste for it. Well, uh, this this is about uh, maybe a weekend or so, give or take. So yes, relatively new mess. Uh, she looks at it distastefully. Oh, Sib, I think some people have been living, living... I think some people have been living in your ziggurat. That seems quite impossible. I don't like to say impossible. That seems quite improbable. I... This has been sealed until the miners dug it up some weeks ago. Mm, are you sure there's no other way someone could have gotten in here? No. Just what I was I suppose. Valid. I suppose I'm not sure, uh, given she nods at the disgusting noodle. Let's keep moving, <laughs> Ballad. Let's see if we can get this mystery solved. Yeah, Ballad is uh, ahead. <laughs> okay. She. They are out the door, FYI. They have not waited. <laughs> I think Vogue also probably would have just gone on ahead because this is not interesting <laughs> to him at all. Because we're flirting. Also, Ballad's a little intriguing. <laughs> Definitely the most interesting thing in here so far, as far as Vaughn is concerned. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, the two of you have made a fairly interesting discovery as you've gone through. Uh, Ballad, you can see just fine in the mm-hmm. light, and then as soon as Saren comes in, everyone will be everyone else will be able to see a little better as well. Uh, but you can see that there are three huge broken glass tubes occupying most of this room. Uh, there are also computer banks lining the walls. Most of the computers look broken. Uh, they look smashed in. Uh, you know, one does still appear to be blinking at you. 
Oh, this is not my forte, so I'm going to leave it to the experts. <laughs> Sarah, do you want to give this? Oh, um, yeah, I'll give it a try. Uh, Saren steps up to take a look at the device and try and do some examining on it. Okay. I will really quickly just say I rolled a 15 perception and I'm kind of half using it basically to like keep an eye on the door because I have, I'm on edge again. <laughs> I have concerns. So Ballad's kind of doing that thing where they're like hanging out next to the door with their like whip ready. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. I like it. Uh, I love this image of Ballad kind of staring out into the deep blackness of the rest of this space, trying to make out anything that they can actually perceive while everybody else well, for them, clusters. <laughs> for them, it's black and white too. It's all like dark vision. It's all in grayscale. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like creepy and mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely very eerie. As you're trying to, like, pick out anything that looks more suspicious than what an abandoned ruin already kind of gives you. Ooh, abandoned ruin, black and white, horror movie, horror movie. (laughs) Saren, go ahead and make me a computer's check if you're looking at the blinking lights. Yep. Uh, I rolled average uh, 10 on the die for a 20 total. Hey, not bad. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, that's excellent. You are able to get in. You have a pretty good command of, you know, countermeasure protocols. Uh, There don't really seem to be too many on this computer. They're relatively easy to dispatch uh, and you're able to actually get in. Again, all the menus are in Goblin. Everything is in Goblin, but uh, between Miss Fanny and Sib, uh, you can kind of start piecing together some of it. And it's, it's stuff that Sib is getting very excited over because she's looking at the three tubes and she says, I think this is it. I think these are the notes on how they can transmute Sycotite into different states that keep it stable at different temperatures without actually burning everything up. This is incredible. I mean, obviously I need to have like, I need to have some engineers go through this data because I'm... I'm more of an I'm more of a an, uh, archaeologist, and I don't really I can't make much of this out. But this is this is incredible. She kind of clasps Saren's arm a little bit. Thank you for opening this up. This is what a boon for my work. I really wish I could read this. This is fascinating. Uh, perhaps uh, if we may, would like to maintain a friendship, I could we could exchange emails, and you could help me learn Goblin. <laughs> And I could, like, maybe help you with some engineering aspects of this. I love this. You're making (laughs) friends. She's like, ooh, an outsider's perspective might be helpful. I'd have to clear it with my superiors, of course. Uh, But that could be fun. Ballad, do you want to move us forward? Yep, I'm not seeing anything over here so far. If we're done with all the science talk, I still have a guy that might be dying. Oh, Voggy, we're going to get there when we get there. We do need to check. I mean, we need to check some of this out in case of uh, danger. Because if we all die, then we can't save your friend either. Just FYI. Yeah, we're making sure (laughs) these computers don't have anything important like, you know, a map or maybe deactivate traps. Kind of important. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. It just, I'm just, you know, 
I feel you. I do understand the urgency. Let's let's get a let's get it hustling. I, yes. I value my life. I would like not like to blow up today, so I totally understand. A- apologies, Vog. We'll we'll keep moving. I can come back for this. Exactly. And just in case your blood sugar's dropping a little, why don't you have a little <laughs> nibble of <laughs> have like some noodle? Little, have some wall like a, noodle. <laughs> no, it's not that. wall noodle, is it? The good stuff. He's <laughs> got a nice little torta, um, you know, wrapped up. <laughs> So thanks. Fucking sandwich in her bag. God, Miss <laughs> Fanny. Of course she does. <laughs> she came with snacks. Feeling a little peckish. I've got some nutrient bars too. If you just just a little nibble, a home recipe. As you exit the door to that chamber, you see some more exciting hallways. Always extending in either direction. There's a door kind of back down in the direction that you came um, back towards the mess hall. Uh, There's another chamber going off of that hallway with a door set into it. And then uh, you can ballot. How far, how far does your vision go? Uh, 60 feet, 60 feet. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you can definitely see down the end of this hall. So let me go ahead and reveal that to you. Um, and they do say while we're while we're tromping along, I, if I'm not wrong, we're near where that broken it down uh, entryway was in the first room. Yeah, I'm seeing some debris. I'm imagining from that cave in. As you continue down the hallway, uh, you'll notice that. This intersection is, it's, it's an intersection of various other hallways at this point. Uh, it's heavily decorated with murals depicting armies triumphing over their enemies. And the ragged remains of red banners hang next to a double door to the east here. Miss Fanny, you want to give some echolocation, see if you pick up something, something like you did earlier? <laughs> oh, of course. Crisk. Crisk. Hello. Help. Help. Is someone there? Yeah, we're on our way. Please help. He's crazy. He's crazy. Who's crazy? Is somebody here with you, dear? Make me make me a perception check. Are we whispering? Are we trying to be stealthy? Or are we speaking with our outside voices? Uh, Friday has no no, no, uh, understanding of the word stealth. Uh, so, but he is he is whispered in hushed tones. In a normal conversational level, I, I, I wasn't picturing her sneaking in anywhere. Um, yeah. So whatever, whatever, like if they're grouped up, whatever kind of volume. So I can probably conversational. It depends moment to moment because Ballad is scouting ahead, so they're moving very quickly ahead, and then sort of letting themselves be caught up to so that they can whisper things to each other. Yeah, I can't imagine us being too stealthy, because one, this is supposed to be an abandoned ruin, Mm -hmm. and two... We're not great at stealth. Just as a party, we do... We have a a gigantic crystal person, a gigantic purple boy, uh, an android who's just absolutely yoked. That's all that that (laughs) their deal is, and uh, our little lady who's magical, but I don't know, are you stealthy at all, Miss Fanny? Let's take a peek. She hasn't had a need to be in such a long time. Oh, 
she could actually pull it off if she needs to be. You know, you know she's decent. <laughs> decent. I was actually going to also add is the fact that we're kind of in a rush. So, because we yeah, don't know. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, she'd be, I agree. Well, we're rushing. No way are fair. we being stealthy. Uh, Miss, Miss Fanny got a 14 perception. Got a 14 um, perception. Okay. And she'll she'll do the telepathic. Is somebody there with you? Is is somebody there with you? At the same time, she's saying it out loud. Is somebody there with you? You don't. Uh, you don't actually need to guess if someone's there with him because Uh-oh. you can hear through the door to the west. You can hear just sort of a loud murmurings. It seems to be only one individual. Fog. You might want to get up front, and uh, we might need to bust in. I think your friend might be in trouble. Hey, Friday. I'm going to need you to make me a fortitude save there, bud. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Fortitude, my whole plus one. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, I rolled a 17 for an 18. Hey. Yeah. Oh, okay. You feel fine. Nothing happens to you, but you do notice that in the part of the room that you're standing, you do catch a quick glimpse of runes out of the corner of your eye. Okay, right. uh, we got some runes here. Uh, how did we deactivate them, uh, Tib? Oh, well, I mean, the same way we did at the front door. Your four-armed friend here will need to make a... We'll need to, you know, sense mystically. I I, uh, <laughs> I tap into the, uh, the aether and manipulate the forces within at a subatomic and mystical level. That. How that <laughs> works, Captain. All right, uh, Chris seems to be asking for assistance, so we should uh, prepare ourselves. Uh, weapons ready. Yeah, uh, Angel, go ahead and make me a mysticism check to dispel the trap. And the rest of you, what are you doing to prepare? Uh, f- Friday pulls out a smoke grenade. Saren, Saren, uh, both draws your Sopranino singing desk and, or no, actually, you know what? I think I had that out. I probably put it away at some point. She draws it again <laughs> and uh, extends uh, your crystal lance. Dual wielding. Nice. I like it. Versatility. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I still have my whip out. I mean, I've had my whip out this whole time. The My solar weapon. Okay. And I'm getting ready to charge in. Okay, so with 15 on the dice, it's going to be a total of 19. Oh, yeah. No, the, the runes flash once and then go dead. And you no longer... Oh. You no longer sense their presence in the force. I'm going to prepare something uh, that I will use once the door is opened to to get the jump on whoever's on the other side. Okay. You will notice that the voice has gone silent. Uh, oh, no. I think we need to move in, guys. Yes, let's make, make Time to go, time to go, time to go, time to go. Okay, so you bust through the door, Ballad? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Of course I do. <laughs> I love that you bust through the door. The fact that you do that uh, pleases me greatly. Uh, do Can I get my surprise thing off? Because I do want to throw it literally the moment the door opens. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. What's the range on it? 120 feet. Yeah. Oh, fine. wow. Okay. Yeah, then that'll work. 
the door the door whooshes open. Friday releases this spell. There are smashed computer banks lining this chamber, and the wires have been ripped out of the ceiling. And a raised platform in the back holds a headless statue with strange dark crystals in its hands. And a throne made from the lashed together computer parts sits in front of that statue. The platform has been dug up in places, mimicking furniture, and puppets made from scrap are everywhere, positioned as if in prayer towards the throne. A double door is set into the east wall, and that's the double door that you just burst through. There had been a figure seated on that throne made of smashed computer parts, but Friday's spell makes that no longer true. Uh, (laughs) Friday takes his toy gun out and he fires it across the room and it doesn't quite it's a toy gun so it doesn't really make it it makes about 30 feet across but then you see it bounce because it does have a little bounciness to it it bounces and bounces and bounces right at the creature's feet and all of a sudden you see it start to float up and with him almost like a string attached to this both of these creatures it looks like it's trying to pull at them almost as gravity is being reversed and i need them both to roll me a reflex save okay great reflex save okay that's a 16 and a 12 both failed so basically what happens it yanks them up imagine like a rope trap you know in the cartoons when they get caught by a rope trap and it pulls them up and they hang there only it pulls them up they hang there for a second and they drop to the ground as they are both knocked prone for the beginning of this battle You see down at the end of the hall as Friday kind of makes this singularity occur uh, close to where the two individuals are down at the end of the hall that they, they rise up and then are smashed onto the ground. You, you do see that one of them does appear to be a Sheeran sort of rust red in color uh, wearing a miner's uniform. And the other creature that you see is this, skeletal desiccated creature who if he ever was a hobgoblin or any other species you can no longer tell he has just these bright blue glowing eyes he's wearing what seems to be the remains of a environmental protection suit and his eyes are not sane from what you can see um i feel like that thing should die as as this thing lands prone it just starts laughing absolutely terrifying unhinged madman's laugh while the sheeran has gotten to the point where uh he is beginning to try to scramble away from this from this creature this creature is still just lying on his back laughing his ass off ew 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 what the heck ew <laughs> like oh what a joke i haven't had company in too long and you're just gonna stay right there on the ground until we figure out what's going on saren goes dim and just like backs up past Friday t- to the collapsed hallway as about as far as she can go. Saren, remember we got you got to stand tall. We got your back. Don't 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 step out on ours now. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll I'll try, Captain. I'll I'll try. I don't know what I can do. Um, you know what we can do. 
No, no, Captain. What? what? We can make this thing dust. Uh, I don't know, Captain. I'll try. I'll try. I'm sorry. You got it. Uh, Angel, make me a culture check. 18. 18 altogether. Okay, so in your time when you were serving in the military, you were primarily fighting the corpse fleet, right? Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. So you did a lot of research on various types of undead creatures, and this... While this person is not an, an Eoxian that you've ever actually met, you do uh, remember reading some writings about a, a very strange phenomenon a very that happens only to those who have died in extreme in extremely isolated failed survival circumstances. It's mm-hmm. a undead magical transformation that really only arises after a horrifying lonely death so you might be able to guess that this person has been trapped here for a very long time and eventually died here alone either of old age or something else that befell them perhaps one of the traps that's already been set up in here this undead creature is the result of a, a, a an unfortunate death and severe isolation formed magically who proceed in caution who knows what uh, ill fate has fallen this poor creature but uh, definitely <laughs> they're not stable ill the fate. alert my dearies it was an ill fate indeed. They just left me here. Can you believe that? But now I have new friends and you'll be staying here with me. Isn't that right, Krisk? I wouldn't stay with the last of you that I saw. I'm not going to stay with you either. And he starts to rise to his feet. Wait, 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 wait. Why don't we just leave? Why don't why don't you come with us? Leave with us. No, no, there's no place for me out there. I think it's much better if we all stay here. Lots of rations, lots of things to explore. So many delightful traps. You'll see. Uh, I mean, like, I can think of some places that would accept you. That's all I'm saying. If you get up from that spot, I'm afraid we're going to have to move in. So why don't you stay down while we're talking? He is still rising to his feet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move to attack then. Okay. Uh, roll for initiative. Oh, boy. Saren encountered these things deep in underneath Entha. I love that. I was reading the description. I'm like, that is exactly what she encountered down there. So... That's what I thought. Yeah. When I found these people, like this this particular creature, I got very excited because they reminded me very much of yeah your story. That's why it's like I know Ballad doesn't know, but I was like, oh, there's definitely a moment here, right? Um, yeah. Ballad has clocked that you had this reaction though, and is on edge more. <laughs> okay, so our friend got a nine because he's taking negatives, because he's on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. 
Ah, Let's go ahead and do Ballad. Ballad, what you got? 19. 19. Miss Fanny. 19 also. They're in battle mode. Okay, who has a higher deck? Mine's only plus one. Oh, yeah, mine's plus four. Oh, okay. Well, then Miss Fanny uh, goes first. Cap'n Friday. I got a 15 for a 21. Saren, how are you feeling? Despite putting on a brave face, only rolled a seven total. That seems appropriate. <laughs> you know what? Artists it all kind of makes sense story-wise, what you all rolled of uh, Fanny and Ballad and uh, Friday were all relatively unfazed. They're on the ball. They're ready to go. The creepy undead guy is still getting up off the ground and Saren is terrified out of your brain. Yeah. Yep. Poor sweet baby. So now I'm just going to go ahead and roll for Vogue, who rolled much better. Go Vogue. I love that that my my infinite worlds can go up to 120 feet, but my diplomacy or my intimidate has a range of 30 feet. Yeah, I think that's kind of funny. Maybe it's because they just they need to be up close to you to be able to like really see your charming self. Yep. <laughs> that makes sense. Sib is just staying out of it. She is a non-combatant. She just kind of like flees down the hall. Stay safe, nerd. Mm-hmm. Bye, nerd. Appropriately, since Friday was the one that decided to kick it off into combat to begin with, Friday is the first in the turn order. So what do you want to do? You see Friday reach his hand out and then pull forward these microscopic needles. And you can barely see them, but they are, they catch the light just right as they Ooh. pierce into him very slowly. And he, he takes seven points of damage from the piercing needles. And uh, yeah, he has bleeding one, so he will take one point of bleed on his turn. Sadly, undead creatures are immune to bleed, oh, I believe. Because right. they don't have blood. <laughs> yep, they don't have blood. Yep. He dead. Yep, yep. You have to crush him into submission, basically. <laughs> it's still a fun spell, Punctured yep. Veil. Super fun indeed. spell. Miss Fanny, what do you want to do? All right. Miss Fanny's going to um, you know, hustle in the best that they can. Um, give uh, give Saren a, a two thumbs up, right? With two of the <laughs> left left hand arms. Um, <laughs> it'll be fine, Jerry. We, we'll take care of it. Uh, take your time to recover. And rushes in. Um... And with the other hands doing quick motions and touches uh, ballads, it's like a like a whip thing like you have there on the on your token. Yeah, yeah, it's my solar weapon. She'll give it a little a touch with a pinky, and it kind of has like a network of circuitry that kind of like you see in androids, you know, faintly on their face. But now Ooh. it it spreads throughout the entire weapon. And you feel it humming with energy because I'm picturing you connected to your to your weapon. Mm-hmm. I've just supercharged it so it deals an additional four day six damage. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Take it back. <laughs> Show them how it's done, dear. Go get him, dearie. Show him how it's done. Set this poor spirit to rest. Oh, Miss Fanny. Oh, you're the best. And uh, if Miss Fanny is done, I'm assuming. Oh, done. Yeah, movement, action. I'm good. I'm good. 
Okay. Okay. Perfect. Then it is Ballad's turn. Ballad, what you got? Ballad sees her awesome new weapon upgrade and is like, nice. And then wreathes herself in solar flames and goes charging straight at the individual across the room, this undead nasty. Um, And because that gives me a plus two to my attack, I got a 20 to hit. Damn. I rolled even more better. Actually, I rolled worse, but I got a 20. But you got a better score. Uh, (laughs) Great. I love it. That definitely hits uh, our poor undead monster guy. (laughs) Okay. So he's going to take 23 points of damage from my upgraded whip (laughs) yikes angel i'm mad that you did that i want you to i want you to take that back sir is that only only for one attack angel it's for one attack yeah okay good it was a bad attack it doesn't hit by the next one i think that's what it provided it's made before the end of the next round yeah Mm -hmm. so it's like kind of use it or lose it yep you you hope you hit (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) well you sure did and as as the the tip of your chain whip like sinks into his chest, you notice that it sinks in pretty far. That was that was a pretty good hit, especially I think as you're yanking the whip out because you have that sort of flared. You have that flared, pointy bit on the end yeah. that I think as it comes out, it rips chunks of him out. With <laughs> it. Oh, grody, disgusting. Okay. Uh, it is now Vogue's turn. Vogue, I don't think has ever met a Solarian, so he is just staring wide-eyed. He's also side-eyeing Friday a little bit because Friday can apparently levitate people and stick needles in them randomly in some way that he doesn't fully understand. He doesn't have time to worry about it though, so he picks up his rifle and he, you know, uh, steadies it against his shoulder. And he fires it. Just a... No, nothing fancy. No frills. No frills, just right. No frills, just right. <laughs> yeah, he super hit. He super duper hit because Vog, Vog is a crack shot. Like, he is awesome. excellent with this thing. And you see... It's, a la- it's, just a, it's just a laser. It's a laser rifle. So it's a, a neat precision strike. Just hits the marooned one in the shoulder and it just sizzles as it goes in. <laughs> Eat him. Yeah, you did a stunningly good combination of strikes to this guy in uh, just a few seconds, but it is now his turn. So he is standing there and he like he looks down at the hole in his chest and up at Ballad and glances at Friday over her shoulder and says, fine, I guess if you won't agree to stay to be my friends, I'll just have to make you. You'll come back eventually after I kill you. Jeez. Uh, I just, audience, I want you to know, since you don't get the pleasure of watching the video version of this, that Abby's <laughs> eyes are totally crazy eyes right now, and I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm doing it my best like, acting. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling I'm feeling the marooned one. I'm like, oh, my Thank lord. Thank you. I'm going method. <laughs> Ballad says, I'm an android, so no, I won't. <laughs> then I guess, and he draws a knife from somewhere in his environmental suit. 
I'll just have to make sure you're sufficiently disabled. And stabs it directly at you. <sighs> Rude. Uh, yeah, does a 28 hit? I mean, yes, big time. Well, big time. Does a 28 hit? Does a 28 hit? We haven't had to pull that one out in a while. My KAC is a 14. Can you believe? Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, great. Um, Then you are going to take 17 points of slashing damage. What the flip? This is a slasher flick. Oh my god. That was all my stammy. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just one guy, but he's pretty... uh, He's pretty violent, and he's pretty aggravated, and he's had a lot of time to practice his dagger slashing technique. That's a bad guy. That's Mm -hmm. a pretty bad guy. He's a pretty bad guy. He's not a sane dude. (laughs) Yeah, so he brings that dagger down, and he seems to know exactly where to jam it to just take out as much of your will to go on as possible. Like, I imagine maybe a little static erupts over your body. Like yeah. he he really uh I think gets it in there in between your shoulder and your neck. I think I'm pink now. Mhm. Yes, I yes, the, I would I'm imagine. A, yeah, I'm having a hard time keeping up the matrix during this moment, so I'm going to have to like recalibrate when I get a second to breathe. Mhm. I am and pink. <laughs> he withdraws the dagger and just gives you a cruel smile before moving closer to Krisk. Oh no. But that is going to be his turn. He takes a step towards Krisk, but Krisk has already scrabbled out of the way. Now that allies have appeared and Friday lifted them into the air and kind of jumbled things around, he is now, because he was actually trapped under a little bit of rubble. But Mm. since Friday disrupted all of that, Krisk is now able to bolt for the exit. Part of my well-planned scheme. Oh, yes. I'm sure it was the plan. <laughs> but yeah, so the room, the marooned one is only, only like, makes a guarded step away from Ballad. Oof. Okay. And Krisk is pelting for the door. And finally, Saren. How do you, how do you feel? What's going on? Oh, poor Saren. Has, has she, has she rallied? Uh, Saren is freaked out, but... And is, is going to have a hard time dealing with this. And I'm, I'm going to, not to curse myself, but I'm just imagining the dice are probably going to play this out in, the way that I've seen <laughs> oh, it in no, my head. I <laughs> but uh, Saren is going to just like whisper to yourself, you can do this. You can do this. You got away back then. You can get away again. He doesn't control you. And uh, she will run forward 30 feet um, into the room past Vog and um, throw, uh, throw your singing disc at, uh, at the marooned one, um, hoping to e- either hit him or have it clo- go close by enough to deal sonic damage. I rolled a three for a Ooh. five. <laughs> no, I wait, need oh. a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I I've already I, like, I've already imprisoned one one of my dice sets today. I should do this one t- again. Uh, yeah, no, that that's a five total. Does a five hit? No, 
Nope. I'm sorry. Uh, a five does not hit. I, I really enjoy sometimes these moments where the dice really bears out the role playing uh, because you've been playing Saren in this very, very shattered sort of way since this creature first popped up because naturally this guy, this guy's hitting all of your trauma buttons. Well, not all of them. Saren has a lot of trauma buttons, but a good chunk of them. Yeah, the most, well, not even necessarily the most recent, but. (laughs) No, but this is very triggering and not, and not in your too distant past. So I understand that Saren, Saren's shaking too much. When G throws the singing disc, it doesn't even come close. It goes wide. It absolutely doesn't, it doesn't even come close to hitting him. He watches it go by and looks at you. And again, just a, a small, cruel smile. Yeah. And it kind of has to be small because he has no lips, you know, like it's all teeth. Ugh. So all you really see is just the corners of his mouth twitching up. Skeletor over here. Saren mm-hmm. definitely just has this like high pitched whining sound. It's like, oh, honey. As a free action, I want to yell to Saren, like, you don't have to come in here, Saren. You're safe. Don't worry. If you need to leave, leave. Vogue will actually back that up with like he'll he'll flick he'll like shove another battery pack into his rifle and be like we'll take care of it no I need to do this thank you though he smiles at her and says yes do stay stay forever Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production man Mm. I hate that I hate that so much I'm so sorry isn't that I know isn't it great though (laughs) I I love this monster. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, We have about three episodes left in season one at this point. Then we'll be taking a two month break to prepare season two, which will begin on December 8th. In the meantime, if you can't get enough of us, we also produce a second show, the fantastic worlds podcast based on the reign of winter adventure path for pathfinder one E We also recommend connecting with our fantastic community on Discord and Reddit or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to access all of those on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. If you'd like to support the pod, consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash, where you can get access to behind-the-scenes content for all of our shows and a whole extra Pathfinder 2e podcast produced exclusively for our Patreon subscribers. I am Abby, your galactic mistress. You can find me at Bonanza Famine on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Heidi. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Vamahillion. Um, I play your trauma survivor, Saren. This is Angel, your favorite abuelita. And I can be reached on the Sokiel Media, Espinosa 916. This is Jess. You can find me swallowing down the lump in my throat at Hank the Clank. (laughs) (laughs) This is your good old space cowboy, Dustin. You can find me at Dustin Alexander. If you enjoy our show, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think also might enjoy listening to us. And we'll see you next time, far beyond the stars. Pew pew! Far Beyond the Stars is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder Adventure Path Fly Free or Die is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2020. All Paizo content is used with permission. Da, yes, we move very quickly. 
Saren, is that you? What? <laughs> what happened to you? What's happening now? I was secretly a Russian spy the entire time. <gasps> <gasps> yes, is that the battle? She's... <laughs> okay. 